This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to the next hour. You'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. I think I've run out of similes to describe the current hot and now humid weather, or the uh, metaphors. Evening all one, Kuan Matij, just about here, ready to slice and dice you with an hour's worth of tunes that you won't hear on any corporate rock radio station.
and bloody sweaty. That's how I feel. Cats in Space and the very excellent cover of Slates. How does it feel? A new album from the aforementioned band, I do believe, has been recorded, which hopefully will see the light of day sooner rather than later. So, yeah, the weather. I think 2018 has overtaken the benchmark, the industry standard of heatwaves that was 1976. As the hottest summer the UK has experienced since you know, records begin. I'm old enough but not ugly enough to uh, remember the summer of 76, playing cricket on the scorched grass on the green outside my folks' house, watching black and white reruns of Robinson Crusoe and drinking gallons of tea and our white lemonade. Musically, in the summer of 76, what was brewing? I think we all know where this is heading. Oh, come on, I haven't played any damn for at least four shows. It's a whole two weeks, maybe even longer. Anyway, just over 42 years ago, the Damned first played the 100 Club, which indeed was also their first official live gig. Fortunately, it was captured on tape, which subsequently was eventually released as a bonus disc with the 30th anniversary Dulux version of the Damned's debut album. Notice how Rat hasn't yet to start New Rose with his iconic drum intro.
I just love <laughs> the very polite applause. Something else that I think has been lost to kids of today is the scrapbook. Maybe, you know, maybe for primary school children aged, you know, five to 11 or whatever, but it, it, it's still a thing. But teenagers cutting out pictures and articles of bands that do it for them eroded by modern technology. I still have a couple of scrapbooks from 1973, along with pictures of Slade, Sweet and the unmentionable Glitter, taken from my sister's fabulous 208 and Jackie magazines, is a cutting of Nazareth with the words, Bad, Bad Boy, written by me in my bestest handwriting. Fast forward more years than historically possible, and Nazareth are all set to release their brand new album, Tattooed on My Brain, in October, that will be the first not to feature... Dan McCafferty. The band's last album, Rock and Roll Telephone, which came out in 2014, Dan was unable to tour after being forced to retire from live work a year earlier, suffering from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Originally, uh, Linton Osborne was drafted in as Dan's replacement, but he left the band after contracting a virus which saw the cancellation of a Christmas tour in 2014. Come the February, former Persian Risk, Geezer Butler Band and Crocus vocalist Kyle Sentence was announced as Nazareth's new vocalist. The first fruits, as I said, are due out in October. However, a track has been lifted from said album in the shape and form of Pole to Pole, which sounds like this. <laughs>
hope you agree with me when I say it's worthy of the Nazareth name. Right on to new music, or more new music, and Astrid Kask have just released a new five-track record called Historian Doma Os Alla, which translates from the band's native Swedish into History Judges Us All. Now, for the uninitiated... Astrid Kask, who I'm 100% sure I pronounced wrong, uh, are a punk band from Trebron, um, that I know I'm 120% sure that I pronounced wrong, <laughs> that started out as Ex-Tas in 1978, but by uh, 1980 had changed it to the aforementioned Ask Kask. The band's uh, last album, here we go again, Handen Parhutjat, came out in 2013. But before that, it was an uncool 11 years ago that Till Sisadropen came out. Swedish listeners, I apologise. So much so, I'm just going to shut up and play the title track of the band's new EP. Yeah. 
I know I played the helicopters at the end of last Sunday's show. Bloody good version of Bodies it was too, if you ask me. Anyway, I dug out the band's last new release, my Creed 12-inch red vinyl from 2016. And I've been giving it a few spins over the last few days. I can certainly see why. It took nearly 20 years for it to be recorded. It doesn't really lend itself for inclusion on Super She or Pain of Juice. Perfect for a standalone 12-inch release that I'm obviously going to play right now.
sometimes, very rarely, a band will get sent my way that is previously unknown to me and will sound like nothing else I've heard before. Take a bow, Fez. Even their press release says it sounds like nothing else. The rest of Fez's press release reads as thus. The mind-bending wall of sound of the four fuzz freaks from the far north is about to conquer the world. Ever since the four members of Fez started their quest to explore what limits there are to the human ear, the noise has spread from Scandinavia to Florida. Fuzz lovers scream for more and recording engineers for help when the wall of sound heats modern recording equipment. Air raid sirens in pedals and 1940s standalone artefacts sound over the deafening screams from overpowered gear. Gear that amongst others include the infamous Fezbox fuzz pedal, a signature device hand-wired to the specific requirements of Fez. Fellow lovers of loud screaming guitars from all over the world have just have a few words to say. It sounds like nothing else. You know, I told you so. How do you get that sound? What are you waiting for? Get over here and play and, oh my, what is this? The band got me dancing in front of my stereo like there was no tomorrow, much to my neighbours and people walking by amusement. The seven inch that got me going is called number two, which gives the impression that there must be a number one. From number two, this is Ladyland Bat Swingers. <laughs>
more new music, a tad less distorted, but just as gripping, is the Bring on the Mesmeric Condition, the first full-length album in something like uh, eight years from the Morlocks, which is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 31st of August via Hound Gold Records. The band hail from San Diego, although their current location on their Facebook about page says it's Dusseldorf. Either way, bring on the mesmeric condition is well worth the wait. Classic sounding 60s garage that feels right at home in this decade. But don't take my word for it. This is easy action.
a month or so ago, I played two tracks back-to-back courtesy of Enough's Enough and original Enough vocalist Donny V, where I proclaimed that Donny was the hands-down winner. I still maintain this in the case of a head-to-head situation, but having listened to uh, Diamond Boy, the new Enough's Enough album most of today, I have to say it's a great standalone album. Some songs are less sugary than classic back-in-the-day material, but then there are some which are full-on sugar rush. I'll leave it up to you whether We Are All The Same falls into the former or latter category.
So this week, I actually went out to a couple of gigs. This evening's Professor and the Madman gig at the 100 Club, I'll tell you all about on Sunday's breakfast show. Wednesdays, however, I'm going to tell you all about right now. Steve Conte kicked off his mini tour of the UK and the Netherlands at the Slaughtered Lamb in Clerkenwell. If you're in South Shields on Saturday, that's tomorrow, and Edinburgh, Sunday, that's the day after tomorrow, I seriously recommend that you pop along as you'll be treated to a full-on New York City swagger of a rock and roll show. Joining Steve on Wednesday was the inimitable Rich Rags, he of the role models, who was uh, busting a gut to play some tracks off his soon-to-be-released Pledge solo album, Like We'll Never Make It. On stage was... Rich was guitarist Gaff from the Dead Wardians, uh, who also just so happens to play on the aforementioned solo album. The songs aren't a million miles away from the role models. You can still tell it's Rich, but not the role models, if you know what I mean. It's like uh, he's guessing on someone else's album and doing a really good job. Uh, A couple of technical difficulties resulted in a slightly truncated set, and it showed the human side. Live music isn't about perfection, it's about feeling. Always has been, always will be.
Would you believe that I missed the start of Steve's set by one and a half songs? Well, I did. Coming in halfway through a dark in the spotlight, completely missing opener, Truth Ain't Pretty. Whatever happened? I hear you cry. The venue's down in the basement of the pub. Very reminiscent of the uh, now moved to Brighton Pipeline, which was uh, over the road from Liverpool train station, which got very hot. So after Rich and Gaff's set, I popped upstairs for some fresh air and badly mistimed when Steve was going to be on. It was a case of suddenly realising I was all on my jack with the muffled sound of a gig going on underneath my feet. Guests? Were there guests? In one word, yes. Six songs in, Duncan Reed, he of the Big Heads and formerly of the Boys, joined in playing his purple Rickenbacker bass and singing the undertones Teenage Kicks. And as the evening progressed, Jim Jones got on board, as did Ed Tudorpole. And of course, Rich Rags jumped on stage for the show closer of Peel's Covers. Yeah, we got covers. He even did the Ramones version of I Don't Want to Grow Up. Someone's going to get their head kicked in tonight, morphed into Jet Boy, Jet Girl and Sam Poin Poin Moi, all at the same time. An unexpected edition of Rock and Roll Damnation, some Tom Petty, the theme from the Rockford Files. We even got that. Superb. I did ask Steve what it would take to get the Michael Munro band to tour with the Damnless Autumn. It's financial, was his reply. It's very expensive, as everyone lives in different parts of the world, he continued. Who wants to start a GoFundMe campaign? Until Sunday, 9am, take it easy!